0: From Decrypt Media, you're listening to the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer and Andreas Antonopoulos' speeches, quotes are timeless in Bitcoin. Now, I'll play one for you and tell you today's headlines coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, October 31st, 2022. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everybody. I hope you have a great day. hope you have fun going door-to-door over here in Bay Village, Ohio. We put our fire pits in our driveway. We light the fire. We have a big thing of candy. Kids come around, take the candy. This is how Halloween works. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's the mom and or dad in tow with uh, a wine tumbler, a beer, and a beer koozie. And it's a, it's a great time for all. Anyway, I I saw a tweet from my homies over there, Altcoin Daily, and they tweeted an old 2015 Andreas Antonopoulos speech or statement on how the government or any government could take over Bitcoin. Well, let me spoil it for you really quick. They can't. But just by listening to him say this just shows you how good of an educator, an orator, how much he understands Bitcoin and how much I still want you to go out and buy Mastering Bitcoin or go through and down the rabbit hole on YouTube and listen to everything that guy has said about cryptocurrencies, the space, Bitcoin, governments, money, and so on and so forth. It is an amazing journey and I just can't say or speak highly enough of his education and knowledge about this topic. Anyway, I apologize in advance because the volume is a little bit low on this. I tried my best, uh, but have a listen.
1: Just uh, just a quick follow-up on that. Um, do you have any concerns about a large nation state that has um, interest in just actively destroying Bitcoin to m- make their own you know, super rigs and uh, design chips and just throw hundreds of millions or billions of dollars to intentionally disrupt the blockchain? Yeah, I, I don't worry about that at all. Um, this cannot be done with Bitcoin anymore. This is something that can only be done with nascent altcoins. Uh, Bitcoin has achieved a, a level of computing that uh, no single nation state can, uh, can overthrow it through computation alone. Uh, the effort to do so would require a massive covert operation of chip fabrication, uh, then the coordinated assault that would give them dominance over the next block for 10 minutes until we kick those bastards off the network, uh, rework the protocol around them. They would be revealed. They would have lost a billion dollars doing this, and all they got to do was one double spend. <laughs> Now here's the thing, long before we get to that point, they figure out that if they just let this stuff run, they can actually get some Bitcoin (laughs) as a reward. Because the incentive structure actually works. And so I'm not worried about that. And, And a lot of people are watching the blockchain. And as I said before, what are they going to do? So they take over, and they fork the blockchain, and they go, somewhere, right? They've created an alternative blockchain. Great. What are we going to do? Who's going to join the NSA blockchain? (laughs) Anybody want to jump on FedCoin? (laughs) So we're all going to stay on the old fork. Difficulty will go down. It will get more profitable for the miners who stayed behind. And we'll carry on with our coin, and they can go mine whatever the hell they want on their alternative blockchain. They achieve nothing. They can't make protocol changes because, as I said, five constituencies in consensus, and it would take a billion dollars to pull the most ridiculous Keystone Cops failure in history. (laughs) Plus, this would actually require government that can do IT.
0: And I'm recording this at 1010 Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And it's still Eastern Daylight Savings Time for a couple more days. Bitcoin is in at $20,359. It just dropped 1.7% in an hour. When I looked this morning, doing my show notes, it was $20,700 and some odd. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's still up 5.5% in seven days. Ethereum is at $1,567. It's down 1.3% in 24 is number three. Binance is number four, and USDC is number five. Oh, and I didn't tell you Binance's price. It's at three twenty-seven. It's it's really mooning right now. It's up five point nine percent, or twenty percent in seven. Running off the top ten, we have XRP, BUSD, Dogecoin, at eleven point seven cents. It's up a hundred percent in seven days. It's actually down a little bit in 24 hours. It's down around 3.5% in an hour. It was a lot higher when I woke up this morning. Uh, but if you're looking at the prices in the past seven days, you'll see that Dogecoin mooned to 14.7 cents. And that was two days ago, the 29th, at around 1.50 p.m. Well, you know, Elon buys Twitter. Everybody starts aping in the dose. It spiked. It's coming down a little bit. We'll see if it goes back up or if it goes back down, I have no clue. But if you did ape into some Dogecoin, like when I did, you probably just doubled your money. Yay! <laughs> the total market cap is up 0.4% in 24. It's at $1.02 trillion. We have a BTZ dominance of 38.7 and an F dominance of 19.2. And before we get into our headlines today, here's a bit of a headline that kind of fits here better than a dozen headlines, and this is about exchanges trading volume. Crypto.com's exchange trading volume has dropped 91%, and this is a seven-day average, from $4 billion per day to $380 million per day. Now, other exchanges are down, as you might guess. You're like, okay, is 91% a lot or a little? This is obviously a down market, bear market, recession, whatever you want to call it. Huobi is down 90%. FTX is down 77%, Coinbase is down 75% in daily volume, and Binance is down 57% compared to last year.
1: Moving into
0: today's headlines. Crypto miners, they're struggling to keep up with rising costs and the rising difficulty of Bitcoin. Like many other miners, Argo has been dumping Bitcoin reserves in an effort to shore up its balance sheet. The Argo shares, well, they just dropped 40%. And that's after the company revealed that its plan to raise $27 million will no longer go ahead. In a statement, Argo said, While Argo is exploring other financial opportunities, there can be no assurance that any definitive agreements will be signed or that any transactions will be consummated. Should Argo be unsuccessful in completing any further financing, Argo would become cash flow negative in the near term and would need to curtail or cease operations. Argo also said that it's looking into options as well as taking other steps to preserve cash, such as selling off its mining equipment. It just sold 3,843 new in-the-box Bitmain S19J Pro miners. How much was 3,843 Bitmain S19Js? $5.6 million dollars. Our good buddy Do Kwan is in the news again, and he will be for quite some time, I, I assume. He faces yet more legal battles, and this time in the court in Singapore, which is set to hear a class-action lawsuit filed on behalf of more than 350 international investors. And They all have claimed that they lost around $57 million in the collapse of UST, or Terra's stablecoin. As we all remember, and I hope he remembers this happened in May of this year, more than 40 billion dollars of investors' wealth has was wiped out in a matter of weeks because the Terra ecosystem it just collapsed. The crash knocked over dominoes, led to bankruptcies of high-profile crypto lenders like Celsius, Voyager, 3 Earls Capital. Well, I mean, a lot of things actually led to uh, Celsius's demise by the way, but you know, this is one of them, one of the things. And in this lawsuit, they're alleging that Do Kwon knew and was aware of the structural weaknesses of the UST stablecoin and he made fraudulent representations of its stability now this is alleged this is alleged the lawsuit hearing is scheduled for wednesday november 2nd but you know luna is not going to be quiet about this no 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 a spokesperson for luna said there's a fundamental difference between a public market event and fraud the risks were publicly known and discussed and the underlining code was opened sourced vitalik buterin the co-founder of Ethereum, weighed in on Sunday on the regulatory debate surrounding crypto, providing his thoughts on what the industry rules should and should not include. Regulation could make crypto more palatable to mainstream financial institutions and legitimize cryptocurrencies as an asset class. But new rules and policies could also alter the industry's DNA, particularly as it relates to principles like censorship resistance and decentralization. Vitalik Buterin said this. I don't think we should be enthusiastically pursuing large institutional capital at full speed. Regulation that leaves the crypto space free to act internally but makes it harder for crypto projects to reach mainstream is much less bad than regulation that intrudes on how the crypto industry works internally. I'm actually kind of happy, he continues to say, I'm actually kind of happy a lot of ETFs are getting delayed. The ecosystem needs time to mature before we get even more attention. Now, some people say that regulatory uncertainty is seen as a barrier for institutional crypto investing. However, as we reported here in Decrypt before, more than 8 in 10 or 81% of institutional investors surveyed view digital assets as having a role in their investment portfolios. In addition, 43% of institutional investors said that they would be interested in a Bitcoin ETF. So, regardless of the rules, regardless of what regulations need to happen or not happen, it looks as though they're going to ape in anyway. And if there was a Bitcoin ETF tomorrow, around half of the institutional investors would ape into the ETF as well. This is interesting, and I have comments definitely at the end of this one. Visa, PayPal, and Western Union are among the notable firms that filed for new trademark applications involving crypto and Web3-related products and services in the past week. So what is Visa doing? Well, Visa is contemplating a cryptocurrency wallet described it as software for users to view, access, store, monitor, manage, trade, send, receive, transmit, and exchange digital and virtual currencies, cryptocurrencies, digital blockchain assets, and non-fungible tokens. So what is PayPal doing? Well, in their trademark application, it mentions crypto 18 times. Beginning with downloadable software for sending, receiving, accepting, buying, selling, storing, transmitting, trading, and exchanging digital currencies, virtual currencies, cryptocurrencies, stable coins, digital and blockchain assets, digital assets, digital tokens, crypto tokens, and utility tokens. That was one take, by the way. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. Anyway, and we have Western Union, and their filing appears to cover every aspect of digital payments, including the management and maintenance of digital currency and electronic wallets. Western Union plans to have downloadable software for generating cryptographic keys and receiving and sending cryptocurrencies. And really quick, I have a beef with Western Union, by the way. Western Union sucks. (laughs) They're they're literally predatory remittance system that takes advantage of poor people. I've I've seen it overseas. I hear of people trying to send remittance back home. I know people who have been sending remittance back home, but because of these Western Union kiosks or stores or where these things are located in in these other countries, like people would literally steal your money and say that it never got there but they run off with it after they, it's just everything sucks with Western Union and people that send money back to their countries, say if they come over here to the US and they send money back to wherever they're from the, the, the fees are so expensive like literally half of the cryptocurrencies that started in 2017 were trying to just like tackle Western Union and the remittance programs and the predatory remittance system and the crazy fees that they charge i hope western union doesn't even come closest actually can we just like innovate around western union and have them at least just shut down already because of their just poor business practices in the past anyway maybe that's just my personal opinion maybe a lot of people have great experiences with western union but i've lived abroad i've always seen that they just took massive cuts from your your, whatever you're trying to send home and you know what it usually just hurts poor people they just take advantage of poor people. My two cents? Do you have some cents to send me? Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. And finally, today, Binance is creating an internal team to focus on ways that blockchain and crypto can be useful to Twitter. And they're actively bank- brainstorming plans and strategies to help Elon. A Binance spokesperson told Decrypt, for example, how can we build on chain solutions to address some of the Twitter's issues, such as the proliferation of bot accounts in recent years? We are in the early stages now and still trying to figure out a plan. But basically, they're trying to say, is like, can crypto, can blockchain help this whole bot situation? You know what I saw a suggestion the other day is people should start logging in with their Ethereum wallets. And so you can have a on-chain uh, authentication or verification system. Here's the cool thing about this whole Twitter thing is that Twitter became a thing. It has now always been that thing. And a lot of other things came out while Twitter was a thing. And now that Twitter has new ownership, all these new ideas for decentralization and uh, verification and on-chain whatevers and uh, NFTs and cryptocurrency integration, these new ideas that have been developed and emerging and innovating over the past years are now being thrown at Elon of how to make this a different system. And I think that is really, really cool. Like I said... The uh, on-chain verification process, which I think is okay. However, how do you assure that that's a person? By charging a little bit of gas could maybe mitigate a lot of fake and bot accounts because it's just going to be too expensive to create an account if you have to log in with your Ethereum wallet and then you can stay logged in but like pay that one-time gas fee. I hear Elon tossing around a $20 verification uh, process. I don't know. (laughs) I know a lot of people that are famous and they say, hey, I'm not paying to be verified. You you should pay me to be verified on your platform, which kind of makes sense as well. Anyway, I'm really excited to see how this how this new tech is like integrated. It's almost like a clean slate. And Elon always seems to be open to suggestions. So I'm excited to see how much he integrates or how much of these suggestions he integrates into Twitter. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. I'll see you tomorrow in November. Until then, happy hodling, everyone.